Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. We've gone back to school, but now fall hasn't started yet, let's be honest. It's still hot. I mean, we're trickling into it. The pumpkin spice, you know, it's coming back. <laughs> According to the department stores, it is fall. Let's <laughs> let's let's be real. Um, and I'm going to be Hobby Lobby because it's been fall since, you know, uh, last winter at Hobby Lobby. Um, but my favorite part about fall growing up was that was the beginning of new television. And that's what brings us to this special broadcast of Series Month. Mm. Series September. Series September. Was looking forward to this. Oh, we totally missed the intro. Okay, I guess we just jump right in there. I'm woke. And I'm sleepy. And we're talking about television. Join us. This is a very exciting episode. Uh, completely unscripted. Um, I mean, let's be we, honest. <laughs> we barely script as it is. <laughs> but, I think this is the probably one of the, not one of the first because I think one of the first shows we did completely unscripted. Brendan uh, Fraser was Brendan Fraser. That was my was favorite episode. Yeah, that was my favorite episode we ever done. Yeah, because it was just us talking about what we loved about Brendan Fraser and his movies, and now we are going to just talk about the TV shows that we love and the TV shows that we're watching. Oh, completely. So let's just hop right in there. Uh, what was your favorite show growing up? Like, just one, off the top oh, of your head. No. We're gonna This is going to be a two-part uh, podcast, so this is part one. Oh, put me on the spot? Okay, I'll tell you mine. Please. I will tell you mine, right off the bat. I remember being a little boy, my grandmother, it was continuously, we watched it, and now I'm a 45-year-old man, it's still my jam, so quotable, I can get into trivia about it, Golden Girls. Mm, I love to get Golden Girls. Okay, I have mine then. Okay, what's yours? The Nanny. The Nanny? Mm-hmm. Fran Drescher, she's leading the strike right now. I know. The Nanny was it was right up there with the Golden Girls. I also watched the Golden Girls growing right. up. Um, but the Nanny brings just such fond memories um, because I would like, when I would stay at my grandma's house, uh, I would sleep on the floor, and she would always have that one channel on that would play the Golden Girls, and then the Nanny, and then... Oh, that was Lifetime. I remember Family matter. That was 1997 when there was that block of Golden Girls and the Nanny, and it was on Lifetime, if I remember correctly, because I remember watching it at that I'm point. not sure, but I remember it would always come on really late, and I would just enjoy watching the Nanny and watching the Golden Girls, and then I, I believe it was Family Matters, Steve Urkel... And all of that. I don't remember if Family Matters coming on Lifetime ever, but maybe. They were like one after the other. It was just all those 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 shows together. Oh, that's pretty dope, though. But The Nanny is what always kind of stuck out for me. And I have since, as an adult, watched the entire thing all the way through again. It's like a feel-good show for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be our be our mantra. No more the term guilty pleasure. These This is feel-good Feel good movies, feel good television, feel good music, shows that just make you feel good. I'm not guilty about it. No, absolutely not. Uh, Like, Golden Girls is the jam. Uh, Like, probably the funniest ladies on television history. Like, uh, uh, who was your favorite Golden Girl? Rose. Rose? Mm -hmm. Is she you as a Golden Girl? Probably. And I, I said last last episode, we were talking about Breakfast Club, that you do some weird shit. Uh huh. Yeah, 
I think I, I think I proved my point because you got all offended about it. You're like, I, I beg to differ. You know, you do some weird ass shit. I mean, doesn't doesn't mean that I don't think you're great, <laughs> but you do some weird shit. You have some weird ass quirks. I mean, you still haven't proved it, but we'll roll with it. It was really hard to prove it on a podcast, people. <laughs> Hang out with her for a minute. You'll see it. You'll lean over and go, yo, Brad, she does some weird ass shit. I'm just freaking told you, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, Golden Girls was like the jam and... Uh, and I just remember just the past time of television. I remember in the fall. And I don't think it's... It's definitely not a thing anymore because Saturday morning cartoons are dead. But we would watch, like, the fall preview. It would come on. I remember ABC would do it. They would all do one. But I remember ABC specifically. And you'd watch it because it'd be almost an episode of a TV show. And I remember one specifically. It was in, like, the late 80s. And it was hosted by... It was almost like an episode of Perfect Strangers, okay. and they were talking about the new ABC Fall lineup. I remember those kinds of lineups. You remember that they the, would do. Yeah, they would. It would be like an episode. Yeah. And you'd watch it. I remember watching it when I was a kid because they'd get into the part where they would talk about the cartoons that are going to be coming on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then you would like these little clips. It was like virtually a commercial. Yeah, because we still had show. Saturday morning cartoons. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you did. You did. Because my brother is uh, younger than me, and um, he saw Saturday morning. He, like, he remembers when Saturday morning cartoon ended. Like, it was great. Uh, then Cartoon Network came around. And oh, yes. I love Cartoon Network. Every day after. So I was in, when I was in elementary school, it was mm-hmm. a really big thing. Because we would get off right as they started playing there, like, getting closer to, like, the nighttime. They would start around, like, 3. Because we get home at 2.30, and right at 3 o'clock, it would start their, that kind you of You got out of school at 2.30? Yeah, elementary school. Jesus Christ. Okay. Moving on. Wow, what? At 3 o'clock, 3.30 is when we got out of school. Oh, yeah, no. We got out elementary school at 2.30. Um, and so I would walk home with my friends, and be like, we, we, were, we all watched those shows that came on Cartoon Network. And so we'd get home at 3 o'clock. On the dot, it would start playing things like Cold Lyoko, Totally Spies. Cold Lyoko was pretty dope. Um, I'm not going to lie. Lynx Club. And it was just all in a row. And it was... Lynx Club. Now, that cartoon, to quote Bare Naked Ladies, got the bomb anime babes that made me think the wrong things. <laughs> Wings Club was pretty dope. I'm like, literally, I remember my brother watching it, and I'm like, hey, what's the show, though? Oh, that's cool. You know, and I just played it cool and, and walked that, out. that would be, like, the afternoon lineup. Wow. That we would all watch, and I loved it. When you were little, you the, I think this might have hit for your generation, for sure, because I was, I was older, but do you remember the Disney afternoon started? Was that still a thing when you were there? Disney? I mean, I watched Disney Channel. No, no, no. I mean, the Disney afternoon. It was uh, shows like uh, Darkwing Duck. DuckTales. I remember DuckTales. Life remember is DuckTales. like a hurricane. Okay. It's a Duckbird. It's here in Duckbird. Here in Duckbird. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's, it's a Duckbird. Duck yes. Might solve a mystery. Or rewrite history. Duckbird. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I can do this. I know I can do this. I've seen it in full speed. 
Life is like a hurricane, hurricane in duck, duck blur. Airplanes, it's a duck blur. Mine's all the mystery. My rewrite history. Duck tales. Or duck tales. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was the jam. The very first syndicated Disney cartoon, it's still... It's one of my favorites. Disney really took a gamble on it. The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Okay. Medieval times, there's this family of gummy bears, and uh, the theme song is just so catchy. Uh, I, I, I think I think Disney just knocked it out of the park for their their theme songs back in the day. Seriously, people, pause this podcast, go to YouTube. And just look up Adventures of the Gummy Bear theme song, and you are going to just be blown away by how amazing it is. Oh, Rhonda's playing up her phone right now. I, I think she's going to... Uh, it's so catchy and adorable. I'm going to... Hold on one moment, everybody. All right, so I, I believe she found it right here. Yeah, that's it. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. No. Yes. I don't remember that. Oh, it was. I've never seen that. It, it was. It was late '80s. So it was definitely before you were born. The the I believe the one that you were probably more uh, like it way into by the time you were born. But the Disney afternoon was like the shiz. Do you remember uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? I do remember Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I never really watched it, but I remember it. Okay, you do remember that. Cool. Well, so, so the so the afternoon lineup. I remember afternoon cartoons. That was a lot of fun. Like, I miss afternoon cartoons. Yes. Um, I do. Do you feel like Cartoon Network, and I'm not hating on it. I think it was a great thing because you lit up when I mentioned Cartoon Network. Do, do, you, do you feel like well, as we know, cable is kind of dying off. Mm-hmm. Streaming is more of the platform. But I feel like if there was an evolution to it, we had television, we had Saturday morning cartoons, afternoon cartoons, we had designated blocks that was just made for us. Mm-hmm. And to me, in my opinion, that was perfect. Because mm-hmm. we had time to play with our friends, and we had time for video games, and we had time for homework, and we had time for hobbies, and we had blocks that was set just for us. And... There's part of me that when Cartoon Network started, it still didn't change the game. No. Not in no, my Cartoon opinion. Network had blocks. It did. It had when like, it started, it had blocks. Yeah, it had like, you know, old cartoons. Like, mm-hmm. there was still a schedule to follow. So there was still something for you. And you still had time to get away from the television. But I feel like now with streaming, it's just a continuous battle of uh, cartoon television. And, uh, I mean, I mean, Cartoon Network is definitely not what it was when I was younger. I would not watch any of the shows currently on Cartoon There's Network. There's so many Cartoon Networks now, though. There we is. Boomerang. One of the things I remembered about that channel is Cartoon Network turned into Adult Swim. The little clip at the end where, you know, it was kind of like, it was equivalent to like the uh, Showtime. Right or- at 10 o'clock. 
it was almost like Skinamax after Network hours. Turned into Adult Swim. Did like all the kids out of the pool. But that was when Adult Swim was actually playing anime. I that was well. I I believe that Adult Swim is the reason why that you guys really gravitated into anime. That would <laughs> like that was your exposure. Mm-hmm. Besides Pokemon, Pokemon was huge for your generation. Let's not BS about it. It was alright. Um. Um. But I feel like Adult Swim is really where you guys got exposed to uh, adults. Uh, some, some, I guess some people, yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be watching Adult Swim, um, but I would stay up really late and turn the TV on after my parents went to sleep, and that was where I first started watching anime. Which one was it? It was like in the third grade. Which anime was it? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Inuyasha. Oh yeah, you try to get me into that show. Oh, that's my. Favorite. It will always be my favorite. It was the one that I would sneak because it would Inuyasha would come on at eleven o'clock. Jeez, during the week or? Oh yeah. Wow, and you were in third grade. Yeah, because I would watch the anime on there, and it was like uh, Inuyasha. I think at the time, Eureka Seven. I can't remember the other ones, but after the shows that I watched came on. Uh, the other things that I didn't really care about, like Aqua Teen Hunter Force would come on, mm. and like uh, Robot Chicken would come on, and I would stop watching at that point, but then I would continue to stay up on some nights, and then right around like the 4 a.m. mark, uh, Charmed would come on, and Angel Were you an insomniac? Did you not sleep? I was. was. uh, Charmed and Angel did not come on Cartoon Network. No. No, not Cartoon Network. Okay. It was after Robot Chicken had ended, because that, I think, Adult Swim cut off at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. It ran pretty late. Mm-hmm. And so then I would... I don't even know what channel I switched over to. But Charmed and then Angel would come on right after the other. Right. And I would stay up to watch those. And then I would go to sleep for a little bit before I woke up for school. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you watched Charmed and Angel when it was on syndicated. The show wrapped up. Uh, yeah, no, I was a big fan, a fan of. Uh, I didn't really get too much in Angel. I was a hardcore Buffy fan back in the day, and I was watching day one, like when the show first. Started. I mean, at my age, I should have been watching either of those movies. <laughs> uh, either of those TV shows. Buffy was great. So you never watched Buffy? I mean, no. I mean, so, so, I, so I knew you didn't watch it first run, but did you enjoy Buffy later on? Yes. Like during the syndicated era. <laughs> Uh, did you ever finish Buffy? No. Like, in, in, um, just let you know when you get to the end, it kind of ends on an ending. But if you want to know what happens after that, mm-hmm. it, uh, there's a graphic novel that... I know there is a graphic novel. Yeah, because it kept going in the comic. And it was pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. Um, no. I still haven't finished Supernatural. I haven't watched Supernatural. Jeez, where have you been? I just think at this point... You were talking about how you're late to the game on shows. Yeah. I, too... And usually fashionably late to the game on TV shows. And by the time I even thought about possibly watching Supernatural, they were in the double digits of seasons. And at that point, I look at it and I'm like, mmm, not worth it. But I, before I thought about Supernatural, I had started watching Grey's Anatomy really late in the game as well. I think they were already on season 14 when I decided to jump in. And I think I I stopped watching 
before, no, I think they were in like season 16, maybe. Isn't Grey's Anatomy still going? No, it just ended. It just ended? At their 20th season. 20th? Yeah. I think I stopped watching it season like 13 or 14. Did the doctors really retire? Because that was followed in real time. Um, I think Merid- the main person on there, Meredith Grey, if you haven't finished watching Grey's Anatomy, stop listening here. Uh, she retires. She leaves the show. I thought the uh, main guy was Dr. McDreamy. He dies. Wow. When did he die? He dies in like season 17. So he's not alive anymore? Like, I've never watched the show ever. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Uh, why are people still talking about him? Because he's hot. Well, I've heard more about that than I ever had that Dr. McDreamy and Dr. McSteamy are both dead. Never even heard of Dr. McSteamy. I thought it was the same person. Dr. McSteamy was way hotter than Dr. McDreamy. Okay. And which one was Dr. McDonald? But I'm bum bum. Mm-hmm. Just the look you gave me was fantastic. Yeah, no, he like he died mm. many seasons back. He had like a traumatic like brain injury and then died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently it wasn't that good of a doctor. I mean, when you get into an accident, you can't really help that. The other doctors ki- are the what killed him. He should have had a better friend. I guess so. I mean, so we talked about like our favorite show, like our like our kickoff shows. I remember uh, growing up. Uh, Before we get into newer age, what's like go way back, like when you're little, little. Mm-hmm. What were those TV shows like? I remember watching PBS Kids when PBS Kids was a thing. Oh, like, like okay, so we're talking children's shows. Yeah, we're going back. Oh, I was a, I was a Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street guy. and But I will take it as far for as you remember the dawn of Cartoon Network. I remember the dawn of Nickelodeon. And Nickelodeon had uh, their own version of Sesame Street. It was an import, I found out later. I want to say from Canada. It was called Pinwheel. They didn't have Bert and Ernie. They had Plus and Minus. Okay. And they had puppets. It was all puppets and all that junk. And it was fun. It was was fantastic. And uh, shout out to DeMarcus. He and I talked about Pinwheel. In fact, one of our first conversations was bonding on old school Nickelodeon Mm -hmm. uh, when it first started. Uh, you can't do that on television. Fantastic. That's where the whole slime thing came from that Nickelodeon's known yeah. for now. Began on You Can't Do That on Television. I love that. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. I started with, I remember PBS Kids. Um, and of course, we had, I love Sesame Street and I loved Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, I was a really big, um, like going way, way back, I was a big Barney kid. Barney was your generation all the way. Mm-hmm. I was a really big Barney kid. And then a little older, like getting older, but still kind of, I think it was still on PBS Kids. Um, there was a show called Dragon Tales. I remember catching Dragon Tales. My brother would watch it and I'd watch was it. A great show. That quality was fantastic. Like, I remember looking at it going, this was not the puppeteering I had. They don't make, I'm a sound boy. Really old when I say you this. You totally should. So they don't old. make kids' cartoons the way they used to. Children's programming like that. I, I remember uh, Bo watching Read Between the Lions. I loved Read Between the Lions. That was pretty good. <sighs> between the lions, between the pages of the book. <laughs> it was a good show. Comes so far since Reading Rainbow. I loved Reading Rainbow. It was fantastic. Uh, great stuff all the way around. 
Yeah, children's programming was... It was, was like Reading Rainbow, Out of the Box. Don't remember Out of the Box. Oh, that was, Out of the Box was really good. It was like, um... It, they built, like, this uh, treehouse out of, like, boxes and cardboard boxes, like, you know, kids would do when they were younger. But when you go into the these cardboard, this cardboard fort, it's, like, this giant room when it was it was really cool. It was right up there with um, Zaboomafu. Never heard of that either. No? Nope. The Crap Brothers. And then Zaboomafu was this adorable ring-tailed lemur. No, I do remember the lemur thing. I thought that was Zubily Zoo. Zabuma Foo. Well, I thought there was one called Zubily no. Zoo. No. Was it in the song? No. Uh, okay, D- don't give me that judgmental <laughs> look. I don't know. I was, I was like, in my twenties. Give me a break. I wasn't like purposely watching it. it just the flipping channels. Oh, and then Teletubbies was a big thing too. When you're low. Uh huh. I tried showing Kyle with the Teletubbies. Oh, Kai White doing it. He disrespected me. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of heartbreaking. I also tried showing him Dora. Ain't doing it? Mm-mm. Wow. I know, right? I was like, I was like showing him the TV. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, get excited. This is some great stuff. No. No. I said, I said, do you not want to watch this? He goes, Your generation is Bob the Builder, too. Like, you got that. No, oh, yeah. If you want to go that route, Bob the Builder, um, Franklin. Oh, yeah. Little Bear. I forgot about Little Bear. I showed him Little Bear. He did like Little Bear. Little Bear's pretty cool. He loved Little Bear. You should uh, show him a, uh, when he gets a little older, show him a cartoon called Kissy Fur from the 80s. It was about, it was about a father bear and his little boy, and they uh, were circus bears. Interesting. And the opening title goes over the all you need to know about the show. Mm-hmm. But virtually there was a, a train wreck. The circus train got into a wreck and the animals escaped and they wound up in the bayou. And now they're they have other animal friends and they go on these misadventures. That yeah, it's really cute. Like I remember watching Kissy Fur when I was little. Do you remember now this might have been a fever dream and it feels like it was a fever dream. Little Bill? Yeah, isn't that like a touchy subject now? Because that was connected to Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was uh, part of the CBS Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But I say little Bill because I, I don't want to sound, I don't want to make anything controversial. <clears throat> I really like the Cosby show. Yeah, yeah, that is a little controversy. But you know what? Like uh, Felicia Rashad, Malcolm Jamal Warner, uh, just the cast alone that came off that show and the spinoffs, um, Different World is probably one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I loved the Cosby Show, and I don't know. I I get that right now. Like now, it's considered a controversial subject, <coughs> but this is like a a childhood memory of mine that like really brought me joy when I watched it. Right. Back then, it wasn't controversial. No. It was a really great TV show that covered a lot of, like, really meaningful things. Exactly. I think one of my favorite episodes on that show, which I think was legitly a fever dream because I cannot find anything. Really? Um, which was, I think it was right up there with those, like, musical episodes. It wasn't a musical episode, but it was an episode with um, the Cosby Show and the Muppets. 
Don't know if that's real. He had this fever dream, and he woke up having this dream, and it was like the, <coughs> like Muppet character. I don't know if it was actually the Muppets, but it was like those kind of puppets were wow. in this fever dream. And I think it might have just been my fever dream, because I can't find the, the episode online. Not a clip or anything? Nope. I swear it existed, though. Wow, you might be going through a Mandela effect. I might be going through a Mandela effect. Like, I think that's our write-off or anything when we remember something that no one else does. It's <laughs> like, oh, no, uh, it obviously happened, and I'm not insane. <laughs> I didn't just imagine this. <laughs> no, I remember watching the, like, the, like, the Cosby Show was really popular when I was growing up. Uh, I don't think I was into it, but I got into a different world of spinoff. Um... Uh, where uh, Denise went to college. That was the first season. <coughs> Pardon me, I'm fighting a cough right now. Um, but then she left the show, or mm-hmm. I believe the controversy was she posed for Playboy at the time, and it was a big controversy and caused a whole bunch of hoopla. Mm-hmm. And uh, they passed the show off to Jasmine Guy and uh, Kadeem Hardison, which was Dwayne Wayne. And I could not merge Jasmine Guy's character. Um, but that was a great show. It really touched on uh, the university. It was a black university, and it was very culturally accurate uh, from, my re- from my recollection. From my recollection, And the show was just fun. I was young, but I remember that I just really enjoyed the show in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the show I enjoyed? Hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was in junior high when that show hit. I remember it. Do you remember what show also debuted with Fresh Prince of Bel Air? That was I the did. same year that we had Blossom. Did you watch Blossom? Mm-mm. With I Joey Lawrence? Nope. Wow. Doesn't ring a bell in my head. Blossom was fantastic. Um, you know the girl who played Sheldon's wife on Big Bang? Yeah. Yeah, that was her big hit show. Really? Well, that wasn't her first, but because uh, I remember she was on an episode of MacGyver before that. Mm. I know way too much about <laughs> these random TV facts. Um, but yeah, no, she was. Uh, that was her hit series. It was a whole that. series. She's on. Uh, My name is Cat now. You know she's literally a rocket scientist. Uh, mathematician, I thought. I am the host she's, of Jeopardy. She is literally a doctor. Yeah, I know she's a genius. I know that she uh, is a host of Jeopardy, too. Yeah, I think she has a degree... In astrophysics? In maybe? astrophysics, yeah. Right. It's very likely. She's a smart girl. She is very smart. Yeah, she's very smart. So I remember I watched an interview where somebody was asking her about, like, how did she feel when her, her character had to be talking about all these complicated math problems... And acted like she knew what she was talking about. And she goes, well, actually, I have a degree in astrophysicist, and I take adva- took advanced calculus. And the lady asking the question was like, oh. I was like, oh, obviously, you didn't do your research before interviewing her. Speaking of Big Bang, that's the show that I just finished. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was late to the game on that. In fact, I had never even was I was never that interested in watching it, period. Uh, let me tell you, and this is the one thing that I will go on a mild rant about. Mm-hmm. It's important to how we talk, how we how we talk about shows to other people, because sometimes the way that we describe them 
is almost a turnoff to other people. And I know it comes off hypocritical because we're doing a podcast and <laughs> there goes the hypocrisy right there. However, I never wanted to, I never was interested in watching Big Bang because everyone was quoting Sheldon's Bazinga. Mm. He doesn't say it that much on the show. It wasn't even that big of a deal. Like, it was such a minor thing. Yeah. That people were just dropping left and right. Like, it was a catchphrase, mm-hmm. and it was barely even a catchphrase. It was a reference every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but here's what happened. My friend Wesley came up to me, and he was trying to get me to watch Young Sheldon. And I said, no, I'm not watching Young Sheldon. Show. I've never watched Big Bang Theory. He's like, you don't have to watch Big Bang. Mm-mm. And I was like, dude, I'm not interested in it because uh, I don't care about Sheldon. I think he's annoying. It wasn't that I was annoyed by him. It was I was annoyed by everybody and else. By the, the craze around him. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, just watch a couple episodes and tell me what you think. So I watched a couple episodes and I come back and uh, I fell in love with the show from the beginning. And Young Sheldon yeah, was in jam. Did. So I finished Young Sheldon. Well, I finished as far as they had mm-hmm. available. There's a last season coming out. And uh, when I got to the end, I was like, now i got to watch Big Bang because I wanted more Sheldon. Yep. And I just, it took me about two weeks, and I got through it. And it was a great show. I myself, I don't think I've, ever, I've seen all the episodes all together. Oh, I binge the entire um, thing. But from what I have seen, and I've seen a good portion of it. It's a great show. It's a great show. It really is. I enjoyed it. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No. Like, I, I thought it was going to be more like a uh, Revenge of the Nerds type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know whether it's how they market it. And I love Chuck Lorre. I started sending you those, like, little uh, Chuck Lorre yeah, things did. at the end. And the, I, didn't uh, even know he, I didn't even know he did those. <laughs> it was a reference. And he started doing it when uh, DVR kicked off. Because the clip's only up for a second. You had to pause it. You had to oh, it just yeah. right. And he even makes reference that it was for the people who paused it to read his vanity card. So he brought that big brick of text for, as a reward for stopping on his vanity card. So and, smart. Oh, I love it. Some of those that you sent me were like really good. I loved reading they them. They were really fun, or they were philosophical, or some of them were mundane. I think you can like buy the book. Uh, there was a book that he wrote, but I would oh, never. His stuff. I, I would hope they would update the book because the book came out. God, when the show was maybe in season seven. It's an Rampers. expensive book. Uh, what doesn't uh, What doesn't kill you makes you bitter. Yep, it's, I looked it up. It's like two hundred and seventy five dollars. And the sad part is I don't even think it covers all of it. It doesn't because it it released 2012. Yeah. And the show ran much longer than that. Because I remember watching it. I was like, wait a minute. This this is like season seven and we're not even Mm -hmm. two. And as of now, there's no other book. I'm sure now that the show is over, I'm sure that another one will come out. I hope so. Because I I would would sit there for hours and read those. I'm sure another one will come out. No doubt about that. Um. He's, he's like Chuck Lorre's brother. Fun fact about Chuck Lorre. Let's go back to the 80s. Chuck Lorre's first big, one of Chuck Lorre's early works was uh, he's the one who did the theme song for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant oh, really? Ninja Turtles. Yeah, in fact, he, you can actually hear his voice in the song. Yeah. yeah, he composed, he was the composer of that song. But the little clips... 
where uh, Raphael is cool but rude. Give me a break. That's Chuck Lorre. Nice. Yeah, that's I was. So, that's I a, didn't know that. That's a little fun fact. It is a very good fun fact. Look, I in no notes. I actually knew that. Look at you. I know. I'm very impressed with myself. Um, yeah, I did not. Um, just learning that little tidbit of was really cool. Yeah, he started off in just doing random gigs, and look at him now. Yeah, uh, yeah that was your most recent like TV show that you watched and finished. Because I think just you just told me. Not too long ago, maybe a few days ago, that you were like, I finished it. Mm. And I was like, gosh, dang. I don't think it only took you, what, two weeks? Two weeks. And I'm not a big binger, you know that. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I space it out. Yeah. But two weeks for that many seasons? Mm. Bravo. My, uh, Bravo. It would take up a Saturday. Like, I, I think I think that was, those were my big binge days. I'd sit down, put on a pot of coffee, sit down, and just start binging it. And uh, I would take a little nap and get up and binge some more. It was it was cool. Like I, I generally enjoyed it. Um, I will say I binged more TV when I didn't have a child. <laughs> did you? Because I, I wouldn't have anything to do. So I just, you could just sit there and just watch. You mindlessly watch TV. Well, you know I write a lot, so it doesn't. And currently, the library. At the time of this recording, the library that I write at is closed. Oh, why? Oh, because the... <clears throat> but school. The summer. Right. Oh, sorry, dog, being sleepy. Um, so I didn't have anything to do on Saturday. Mm. I couldn't go to the library right and I refused to write at home because I just wanted binging stuff anyway. So I was like, just indulge, give in, enjoy your Saturday and watch the show. Mm-hmm. But was... Uh, <clears throat> I won't say it was my favorite show of all time. Uh, another show. What? Okay, we're we're spending too much time on me. What? What is a big show that you binged? That I binge or that I'm watching right now? What show are you watching right now? Okay, I know it's not a show. I th- I think you said you tried to watch it, and it's just something that you couldn't get into. Mm-hmm. So I was somebody that I was raised on like the History Channel. Mm-hmm. In National Geographic. Shows like that. Shows like Ancient Aliens and all that fun stuff. Um, Well, I love watching shows on the History Channel. And so one of the most recent ones that I'd started watching, I started watching it last year. Mm. It's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah. You tell me about that. Right now it is... My all-time favorite because I'm watching it as it comes out. Okay. So there's four seasons total right now. And we're in the fourth season. It's almost over. They only filmed during the summer. So what I'm watching now, they filmed last summer. Okay. And so they're currently filming this summer and it'll be released next year. Um, yeah, so I'm watching it as they come out right now. Um, and it is... It's so good. Now, it's, it's basically... Aliens, like, looking for... There's this piece of land. Um, I think I want to say it's in Utah, in the Uinta Basin. And it's a large chunk of land that historically just crap's gone down. Right. On, down on. And there's just stories of, of UFO sightings, of uh, strange happenings, supernatural happenings. Um... 
people seeing portals opening up and closing. And it was a really big thing for the natives in the area um, when it came to the Skinwalker legends. Right. And this property is surrounded um, by native land. And off the top of my head, I cannot for the life of me remember the tribe of people that surrounds that land. Um, but they talk to them a lot about, about their stories and their encounters with the land itself and things that they have seen and things that they have felt on the land. And it's just really interesting. Uh, a really fun fact about it though, is the land before its current owner used to be owned by the U S government. Uh, and I think it was like Bigelow corporations and the U S government were running um, experiments on the land and they were looking into the accounts on the land right. of aliens and the supernatural occurrences on the land. And that right there, usually with a lot of these historical shows, you're like, they never find anything or they're like seasons and seasons and the stuff that they're looking for, they never find. Like what? 20 seasons of ghost hunters and we get to see a ghost. Yeah, kind of like that. Or one of the ones I watched before this was like The Curse of Oak Island, and they were looking for this treasure for like 10 seasons. They have three spinoff shows. Never found a dang thing. Right. Um, But the fact that the government originally owned this land and was running their own experiments on the land really intrigued me. Right. Um, And I think they have found some pretty significant stuff throughout, throughout the show, some pretty significant like proof and just interesting things that they have found and in this season at the beginning of this season it was released that the main guy on the film on the show i can't remember his name at the moment um but so he all of them are some sort of scientist or some sort of doctor and it was announced that the guy he announced that he had been working at the pentagon for a specific team for unidentified wow objects, flying objects, things like that. And he had told them that he had been working with them and basically reporting things that had been going on on the ranch Mm. to them. And now that he was no longer working for them, he could kind of tell them what he was doing. Well, after he like kind of let that go, um, further into the season, they started having experiences with Black Hawk helicopters hovering over the property. Mm. And these were, like, military aviation that weren't on, like, their flight patterns. They have a whole bunch of technology. The guy who currently owns the property, stupid, stupid kinds of money. Right. So, basically, check out Skinwalker Ranch. I'm sorry. I rambled. (laughs) But, yes, check out Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, You might, some people, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's my cup of tea. It it sounds pretty fascinating, actually. I might give it a watch. It's on Netflix? Uh, It's on the History Channel. History Channel? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, well, I think you can watch it on Hulu. Okay. Uh, but the updated season four is currently being released on the History Channel. I ramble when I get into things that I like. Oh, I could, like, Lily, you were, like, filling our reader, like, like listening, <laughs> getting our listeners all caught up on this show. So, I was, we are just talking about television, and it's just, like, Skinwalker Ranch, the end-all, be-all to Miss Rhonda Burnett. There is no greater show. I Love Lucy, Happy Days, Skinwalker Ranch, top three of all time. Top Three. Gotta have Golden Girls in there. But I Love Lucy was great, too. I Love Lucy's pretty good. Did you watch that? I did watch I Love Lucy all the stinking time. 
think my favorite episode was uh, the one where they're her and Ethel were hired in that chocolate factory. Oh, that legendary clip. Yeah. Yes. And they're like Trying shoving all the chocolates. And shoving chocolates. Oh, that's my favorite episode. It's fantastic stuff. It's it's it's, it's classic. She was uh, like the first woman of comedy on that kind of leadership role, you know, producer. I think she was hilarious. She's great. Fantastic timing. Um, uh, Carol Burnett show was huge. I, Carol I was not in Carol Burnett, but one of the spinoff skits that started on the Carol Burnett show was Mama's Family. I watched it the hell out of Mama's I've Family. never seen it. I really liked Carol Burnett because of her comedy, but we also shared the same last name. Oh, is this spelled the same way? No. Okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close enough? Close enough. That's fair. It's just missing an E at the end, I think. Yeah, uh, because I see Burnett everywhere. Like, there's a street in my hometown that Burnett, and then when I go through a town here on the I way... I believe from, it's Calvert. They have a Burnett street. Yeah, they have a Burnett street right there. Still missing the E at the end. Missing the E, mm-hmm. yep. I know, that's it. And then I pass Campbell Creek. Mm-hmm. Every single time I come out here. Yep, that's my new last name. <laughs> that's your new last name. It trips me out. I'm like, hey. It's like, it's like the the road that leads to Rhonda literally spells her name out. Exactly. <laughs> Burnett and then Campbell. Yes, absolutely. But I think we're going to cut it here for part one. And then we will pick up part two where we will get into maybe some depth and detail about what defines a great show. I, th- I think the one closing point I do want to make while we're still on subject is uh, I finished Big Bang. And something I want to touch on more in the next episode. Uh, as the seasons progress, it's pretty fascinating because the show started, and the t- I don't remember exactly when it started, but it was a while back. Mm-hmm. And how much time has changed as the show developed. And it was ironic that there, you remember how they used to live to watch television together? Mm-hmm. They would meet each other, you know, and I think the last show they watched together was The Walking Dead because they were always making reference to it. Yeah. But there's this one episode, and they were talking in the cafeteria, and it, it hit me that time changed for them as well. And there was a switch in society because mm-hmm. they were sitting there trying to figure out what to talk about, and everyone was watching something different. They were all watching some, and, no, and they couldn't have a conversation anymore because they were all on different shows. Mm-hmm. That one hadn't finished all the way, one's, one's behind, one hadn't started, mm-hmm. one was a season behind, one wasn't watching it at all. And that represented the beginning of the streaming. Yeah. Like the, like the streaming phenomenon. And that was when I realized, and it kind of hurt me. I was like, wow, even the guys that have lived for conversation about the shit they're into have officially been pulled away and into their own, like, subcategory of entertainment. Yeah, it shows, like, the evolution of... Entertainment. You know, of entertainment as they're going through their own lives on the show. And, it, uh, but it represented the end of water cooler talk. Like, I remember when you and I, and this wasn't, you know, this was about the same time as uh, Big Bang Theory... When you and I first started talking, you remember, we started talking when Walking Dead was still on, mm-hmm. and Negan had just was about to debut, mm-hmm. and then you and I were literally on the phone every Sunday through the whole Negan intro mm-hmm. as he was going along, yep. and that was like our Sunday night guaranteed talk. Yep, we watch it 
I really miss television that did pull you in like that, where you had to watch that show so you could talk about it with everyone. Yeah. Or you would, uh, I remember going to my mom's to watch The Walking Dead. I think that was the last real television, like, thing where we were all together and we were all, like, on the same page. I don't think there's been another show since then. Yeah, no. Because, uh, and a lot of people make comment and just say it's just changed, but you remember when everyone was all on, now it's become, like, a bunch of viral things. Yes. I remember Bird Box being a thing. Oh, love Bird Box. Bird Box was good. Love and the new Bird Box. Didn't know there was a new one. It's called Bird Box Barcelona. Wow. See, so didn't know anything about it. It's a good one. And then what about, uh, and then, of course, you know, last year was Squid Game. Oh, Squid Games is good. It was good. But virtually, we have to have, like, these, or virtually, this virtual binge party. Yeah. So we can just keep the update with what's popular and trending. But are we really enjoying the show? Like, is it, it, I don't think it's the same as it was. There's no week-long anticipation. Did you check out this episode? You're no longer, I mean, now I can't say that for all, because some shows, they come out and they release on a streaming service, and on the streaming service, it'll tell you when the next episode is. Kind of like Skinwalker Ranch. Right. I'm waiting for the next episode to come out. Right. So for some of the shows, there's still that anticipation of waiting, Mm -hmm. and then watching it, and then talking about it. But, like you said, for a lot of shows, you don't get that anymore. No. Especially the shows that just go straight to Netflix. Mm, it's just a big dump. Yeah. Right. And it's a, oh, we gotta binge the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I remember when um, Orange is the New Black was a thing. I remember that, yeah. That was a big thing. And Orange is the New Black, season dump. Boom. All at once. And that was a pretty big thing. And everyone was like, oh, I gotta go binge Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. It wasn't, they weren't talking about each individual episode. They were just talking about the, the whole, whole season, season, each yeah, season, season as a whole. And that was a lot, to, and that's a lot to talk about. Yes. That is so much. And Because I remember people, thinking, I have to go binge this whole season so that I can understand what people understand. are talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about Cobra Kai now. Uh, I enjoy Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I know it's not your cup of tea, and that's fine. I grew up on the Karate Kid. It was, it was more my jam, that's fine. Yeah. Um, however... When they dump a season, people know that I'm a fan of it. And people walk up to me, and I like to take my time. I like to watch it a little bit at a time. I don't want to watch the entire season in one run. I want to enjoy it. It makes it, it sad. But you can't do that anymore. It's almost you think you have to binge it. Yeah, people, it, like, it's almost like people expect you to binge the episodes. And it's kind of sad, because I don't usually get the chance to watch things all at once. Right. And it's... So it's like I take my time, and then people are like, oh, have you seen this yet? And I'm like, no, I have, I'm currently watching this, but I can add it to my watch list while I'm slowly watching this, kind of like I do with you. Right. Where you're currently watching something, and I'm like, okay, you need to add this. Mm -hmm. You need to eventually watch this. Because you're slowly watching the 100. 100. And you're slowly watching New Girl. Yes. Yeah. And that's our taste, people. I want you to understand that, that she is the one who put the 100 on me. And I'm like, you know what show you need to watch? New Girl. That was my jam. Like, that is definitely my jam. So that's where that's where we put on one another, and we're both slowly watching that. And I think that is actually a great closing point yeah. with episode one of Series, Series September. September. 
So, as always, don't touch that dial. Well, I guess the next episode's not coming out for another two weeks, so I guess touch it if you want to. But come back to this channel. <laughs> um, and as always, I'm Woke. And I'm Sleepy. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next episode.